If you are on the dating scene and wanting to create a solid, strong, romantic partnership, especially if it's still early on in the process and there's all this ambiguity of, oh my gosh, are we going to go out again this weekend? Is he going to call? Are we exclusive? What's going on here? What is he thinking? This clip is for you. Hey, Adele Wong here, and welcome to the podcast where we explore all things around what's needed to create a truly fulfilling life and livelihood, something that taps into your full potential and purpose of why you're here. And for most people, intimate partnership is part of the equation. Now, if this is not something that you're feeling called into, that's totally fine. Um, but for many of my clients, this is something that's very important to them. And it is probably one of the most um, uh, nail-biting experience sometimes in terms of feeling vulnerable, the, um, the feelings of feeling so open and scared, fear of rejection. And it's also a source of some of our greatest fulfillment. And that's why I tell all my clients There's some things that you just can't learn by yourself without relationship. There are some things you can only learn about yourself through a relationship. In fact, that's one of the main reasons why to have one, that they help us grow. You know, there's there's some growth you can do by yourself, but there are other lessons that are offered through a vehicle called relationship that you, you just can't get them any other way, especially the romantic partner kind. So many of my clients are on the dating scene and they feel very vulnerable, unsure. What are the rules these days? Everyone's got a different idea of protocol. Um, many of my clients are doing online dating and it can be very stressful. And I encourage everyone to always Think of the the end goal, you know, is is it worth kissing all these frogs? Is it worth going all these profiles in my online dating account? And because it can feel like a hassle. And then people are always wondering, well, what do I do? You know, if I've met somebody once or twice and, you know, we still haven't developed a cadence yet. I'm scared of getting hurt. In fact, maybe I haven't even dated because I've been off the dating scene for 20 years and here I am back on the scene and I'm totally lost. Here's just a couple things to consider that can transcend any sort of dating, you know, the, the typical um, folk myth of how to date or how to be. I, I don't really subscribe to some of the the you know the, the the general thoughts about oh and I'm sure you would not consider things like being hard to get or or things like that I think everybody knows that's a bunch of games, um, but I encourage you no matter what your philosophy is in dating whether it's dating a lot of people at once or one person at a time through many people till you find the one that feels good to you that dating is ultimately about a dance of energy. That if you can, if you can invite in a, a deeper level of awareness of the energy that's happening between you and the other person, 
you might be able to save yourself a lot of grief. Now, now there's no guarantee, but there are times I wish people could date without talking so much. If people could be on a date and merely, I don't know, if this may sound silly, but maybe just talks um, in music, in jazz singers talk about scat, which is singing without lyrics, and it's improv, it's a feeling. I wonder how that might be for dating. Like dogs, they sort of sniff the air at each other. They sniff each other. Does this person smell good to me? Do, you know, Tell me about this person. But in dating, we have a whole set of cognitive things that get added to the mix, a checklist, things I'm looking for. There's nothing wrong with those. But here's my suggestion, especially in the beginning, when you don't know where you stand with someone. And I think this is the source of a lot of anxiety. Maybe you went out with somebody once or twice, or you had a good conversation and then it's sort of left hanging in the air, like, well, are we going to see each other again? And there's all this unknown um, lack of clarity. And I can certainly remember feeling very anxious about this because it's not very clear where the other person is. Half the time, I didn't know where, where I was. So you can at least clean up your side of the fence and tune into yourself. Is this somebody you would like to see again? And sometimes it's not a definitive yes. It might be a maybe. Obviously, if it's a no, well, you have your answer. But a lot of times people don't have enough information yet, or that's not the right word. There's not enough of an energetic signature to follow through with a definitive, it might be, well, maybe. So then we become, we are into this dance of the next phase. We've met each other, had a lovely conversation, and then what? I'd like you to consider this back and forth exchange of dating, kind of like um, an energetic dance that you would never want to just throw all of your energetic chips into the game um, right off the bat. That might feel a little bit um, overexposed. It might be a little bit, feel a little bit too scary. And when we do that, we're not always feeling at our best because it just, you can feel the outlay. It's, it's proportionately too much too early. Instead, I encourage you to imagine that your energy is like a bank and that at any given time, what you're doing is you're watching the exchange of energy or money back and forth, that it can be like a dance. So what I mean by that is if you put in $5 into the pot, $5 worth of energy, you can toss $5 into the pot and then sit back and just wait and wait for the other side. Do you sense or smell or see $5 equivalent coming back? You know, for, so what I mean by that is, is if you send over a small amount, maybe it's a small um, friendly text message. Hey, you know, I was thinking of you. Hope you have a great day. And then sitting back and watching, do you hear an echo response, a call and response from the other side of, oh, hey, I'm doing great. Have, hope you have a good day too. 
So there's been a call and response of about the same amount of energy both ways. And then you can move into a certain rhythm. If if you put in five into the pot and you get five back in some way, shape, or form, doesn't have to be a text. Maybe someone's not a texter. Maybe you get an email. Maybe someone calls and leaves a voicemail. Something. Then you might feel a little bit safer putting in for your next contribution $8 into the pot. So $8 worth of your energetic energy, whatever that is, might be a longer text this time, uh, you know, or something like, you know, what's up for you with you this afternoon? Uh, or what'd you think of the game last night? Or whatever it is. And you toss that into the pot. And you wait for a call response from the other side. And you'll sense when it starts to feel out of balance. You know, there's no law, there's no rule on the timeliness of, oh my gosh, he needs to respond within one hour. You know, people are, are sometimes busy and it's okay, but you have to have a sense of what feels like a reasonable exchange. So if I put five units of energy into the pot and I wait, you know, and I'm waiting for the call and response, and I notice that it takes three days. And even if he sends back a long, lengthy paragraph, it doesn't feel quite like the same level of contribution. For whatever way, that the cadence might feel a little off. Now, for you, maybe it's a week. Who knows? Like, you have to know what feels like an even exchange of energy to you. You know, um, it's probably not going to be within 30 seconds to get a response. But just notice the cadence of energy. Okay, you you sent you put it five into the pot, you got five back. Maybe the next you put eight into the pot, you get eight back. And this is where people pleasers or people who struggle with boundaries or assertiveness or over assertiveness really struggle. There's this idea that, you know, I I, I need I need to hear back, like, like if I put in a hundred units, I'm, I'm going to pour my heart out in text or email. I'm sending a lot. I'm heartfelt, beautifully crafted text messages um, because maybe I'm too afraid to pick up the phone and call directly. So I'm going to invest three hours in crafting this beautiful text message so it sounds exactly the way it sounds, that the way I like it, I've really curated it so it doesn't come across this way, it doesn't come across that way, and I'm spending a lot of energy on a long whatever, and I hit send. So that might be a hundred of your units of your energy, and then you sit back and wait, and you find yourself waiting, and waiting, and waiting, and you're getting a sick feeling in your body. Why? Because you just expended a large amount of energy that's not coming back at you. And your mind might race. Well, maybe he was abducted by aliens. Maybe he's in a uh, no Wi-Fi, no cell phone service area. Maybe he lost his phone. Maybe he's so caught up with work 24-7, he has no chance to respond. But you're feeling out of balance because you put in 100 units of energy. And let's say five, six, seven days go by. 
and you're just you know running to the phone every other hour to see if there was a response. You jump every time the text message indicator comes up only to find out it wasn't him. And a week later, you get a response back with an emoji, maybe a smile, like, hi, yes. Can you feel the imbalance? And this is when people sometimes get very intellectual. You know, why is he not responding? They're, they're really trying to spend a lot of energy getting into the other person's head. If I could understand why it took you a week to respond, then somehow this will still be okay. I'm trying to justify something that my body is already telling me something is off. You know, if the president of the United States can have good relationships with people, there's no, real, there's no reason why people need to be that elusive, that evasive, when more likely the simple answer is, he's just not as interested in you. Now, I know that's painful to hear. And there are a lot of times, I've certainly done this. I have all the rationalization in my head on why he's so busy, why he didn't respond, because I couldn't face the fact that he just wasn't as into me. Or I made up a story, you know, he's afraid of intimacy. Um, he's not much of a texter. He, whatever. There was, and those things may be true, but that doesn't, that doesn't counter the issue that you are out a hundred. If he's not a texter, he could call. But notice, especially if you're a people pleaser, if you're a people pleaser, the uh, keeping an account balance of a hundred and a hundred feels off. Because a people pleaser is going to go in there and dump a thousand and say, see how much I've given to you? That's how much I love you. And that may be out of line with where the other person's at. It's, it's not the cadence. The other person didn't ask for a thousand. And then they might even feel a little bit irritated because they're not able to return a thousand right now. Or it's a situation where if they, don't, if they do give back a thousand... It's uncomfortable because a people pleaser feels like I need, I always need to meet my account needs to be more in the positive. Like I don't feel comfortable if it's truly an equal, equal exchange of 10 and 10, a hundred and a hundred, a thousand, a thousand. My brain might think I want even, but I am more comfortable when it's out of balance in my favor, 5,000 to a hundred. That that makes me feel more in control. That makes me feel more worthy, even though my body is getting depleted. And to truth be told, a resentment is settling in my body. Why don't I ever get 5,000 back? Look how much I'm giving to everyone else. Because it's almost compulsive. So developing a, an awareness of where you spend your energy, just like you're a bank, you know, 10 units here, 100 units there, 50 there, and sitting back and waiting for the call and response echo. The beauty about this system is you are never overdrawn, that you never risk dumping a thousand into someone who sends you back an emoji a week later and has you depleted, resentful, and angry at yourself. Don't put in more than you can lose you can afford to lose, that this gradual buildup of 5 and 5, 10 and 10, 15 and 15, will have you feeling safer against loss, 
against um, misreading somebody. Because in the end, no matter what people say, their behavior will always be more accurate. And their behavior is a function of their energy. So you will notice a cognitive dissonance when someone says a lot of wonderful things, but their behavior doesn't match that. Your body can feel that. It's an energetic mismatch. So in those situations, you probably wouldn't want to dump a thousand units of your energy in. You might test it with 20, 50, and you're testing for reliability, consistency, um, a lot of people love to hide in the ambiguity. And notice if you do this, that it's so hard for you to clearly say a definitive yes or a no. And there's a lot of wiggling around so that I can't be tied down. Either I don't want to appear too much this way. I don't want to seem too much that way. Let me just sort of be a little bit mysterious. That it, people hide and of course, understanding energy is so important now because we have all these devices and ways of communicating that on one hand give us a lot of convenience, but on the other hand can be used to sort of hide what we really mean because we don't hear tone of voice, we don't see someone live in the face like we used to if we lived in small communities. You just go over there and have a conversation with someone, and you could see more directly where they're at. There was no curating of words for an hour to get a text message just right. There was no, you know, playing games of, you know, how available I am because people could see if you're around or not. So get used to managing your energy a little bit better with people and being in proportion to what that other person sends back as a response. Now, I'm not really caught up with who sends the signal out first. You know, should the man make the first move and, and all that? I mean, uh, traditionally, the man does. Um, for most women, that's still more comfortable. Um, I do tend to lean on that side for some reasons in terms of getting a relationship off the foot with the masculine energy and the feminine. But that doesn't mean that a woman can't be sending over units of energy in other ways to invite an invitation, otherwise known as flirting. That not everything has to be so direct all the time. It's more of an energetic dance. And in this way, you can protect your energy from giving too much too soon and feeling disappointed. Because you, as a sensitive being, you have a finite amount of energy. It's not like you're infinite and then you can dump a thousand units to, into 20 different people. You know, be a little bit more discerning of who seems like a reasonable bet. And you will notice that some people are great for up to about 12 or 15 units of energy. And that is all they can do right now. There may be many reasons for it. So you don't have to cut them off. But they might be a 15 or 20 or 30 unit energy person in your life. They've got a billion other things going on or whatnot. And just by understanding, oh, this is the cadence that this person can handle. Is this really what I want? Do I want more? And it doesn't have to be so personal. You don't need to go into someone's skull and try to analyze 
they are this way because their dad was this or their mom or this happened. It is as it is. And you have the privilege of considering, is this a dance that you like? You can ask tactfully, hey, you know, I'd love to see you more. I'd like to see you, you know, 40 units instead of 30. And see what comes back. And if the answer is, oh, yeah, that sounds good. But you don't hear from this person for two weeks after that. The dance is off. So I encourage you to pay more attention to the energy in between people in terms of the quality. You, you have more access to this than you might think. And in this way, you have an intuitive way to protect your heart. Not that it's foolproof. Not at all. But it's better than dumping more and more units of energy into someone. If they don't respond after 100, I'm going to amp it up to 200. Oh, they still didn't answer. Like I'm going to amp it up to 300 so they can see how much I really care and what a wonderful person I am. And I'm going to go over there and offer all kinds of things. I'm up to 1,000 now. Surely they will notice me and value me and finally look at me and say, wow, you're amazing at how giving you are. I am so caught up in your generosity. Let's go out. That probably isn't the best energetic dance to start off a relationship. That is what is known as a codependent situation. One person is dependent, giving tremendous amounts, while the other person might throw back a crumb. So if you've done this, don't worry. Think of a bank that you've got a certain amount, let's say $100 to spend. And where would you like to spend them so that you get a good return, a good call and response from people that you didn't just blast it out into the blogosphere and just never get anything back? And as far as timeline, you know what your nervous system feels like is an appropriate time response for $10 worth. $20 worth. And if someone is really always so unavailable, so elusive, you'll notice that people have mastered the art of being mysterious, never quite fully available and never quite not available either. Many people are hooked into that quasi what the heck is going on because they're not sending a clear signal. And in many ways, it's sort of by design. Then I don't have to say yes. I don't have to say no. We can just float around in this ambiguous state. So if that's you, it's all right. Pay more attention to how the energetic dance is evolving. It should move forward, starting with 2 or 5, 8, 10, 15, 20, that there is a rhythm that starts to develop. If it goes from 50 down to 2, And up to 100 and down to four, this is not a predictable dance. Um, And you, you will feel uncomfortable in your body. You'll always be wondering, what is going on? And then you're going to jump into your head trying to figure someone out. So think of chips, poker chips or, or a bank. And that is one way you can not only protect your heart, but you'll also manage your energy from becoming overdrawn in anyone. So as usual, if this has been useful, share this with a friend who might be dealing with the ambiguities and the stress and the confusion of dating, Um, because people tend to be very heady about it with checklists and psychological lens. Use your energy. It may be a faster shortcut to what's going on. 
and subscribe to the channel for more. Thanks.